Support for Analog Talk comes from Filmstock. Have you been scouring camera shops looking to find a certain film camera? Struggling to find a film stock of your favorite film? Filmstock checks the inventory of used film cameras and film stocks at trusted shops nationwide. When it finds a camera that matches what you're looking for, you get notified immediately. Filmstock even helps you find the best price on your favorite film stocks, like Porsche 400 or CineSteel 800T. It's free to get started. Sign up for Filmstock today at filmstock.app. F-I-L-M-S-T-O-C-K dot app. And for a limited time, they're offering Analog Talk listeners a 25% discount on Filmstock Plus. Use the code ANALOGTALK. Finally find that elusive film camera with Filmstock. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today on the show, we have Mr. Eli Vicks. How are you, Eli? Hello, I am so good. Thank you for having me. It means a lot. This is so yeah. cool. Absolutely. We're excited to chat. Before we get into all that that stuff, do you mind giving our listeners a background on yourself and how you got into photography? Uh, Yes. So my name is Eli, Eli Vicks. I am from Brooklyn, New York. I live in Connecticut. So I'm kind of based out of New York and Connecticut. And uh, I got into photography about two years ago in 2019. And before that, I was always into the visual arts. I uh, I would draw mm. comic books in elementary school. That's amazing. I, oh, I read cool. that on your website. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. I love <laughs> just like art that involved people. So in mm. my comic books, it would be like these illustrations of like, uh, like superheroes or it could be zombies yeah. or just anything with people in it, drawing people stories with people I just like really enjoyed and I didn't know I would be into photography but I uh, picked up my first camera in 2019 and I just fell in love with the medium and I also was not that great of an artist or I mean uh, drawer or like <laughs> you know like you know I would draw I would yeah. I wasn't that good at it but I would do it <laughs> and then I found photography yeah it felt like it felt right it felt like I was actually good at something I loved. Mm. And so I just went from there. And uh, yeah, I did portrait photography, of course, because that's just what I love the most. I love people. I love telling stories with people and just creating worlds with people or creating characters or just conveying different emotions through people. Yeah, you can definitely tell that with your work. It's very like intentional, I feel like. Thank you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You s- now, when you say you got it, in- that seems like such a short time ago, even though time is crazy nowadays <laughs> like what year is it even really um, I don't, did I don't you know. <laughs> did you start on film right away or or did you so, pick up a digital you know move to film or how did that I, uh, go? I started on a digital camera i believe it was the t7i and it was fun uh i really really enjoyed digital and just the process of everything but when it came to editing i wasn't the best Cause I mm-hmm. would enjoy, I would enjoy more of when it comes to photography, I enjoy more of the, uh, you know, the taking the photo and the meaning and just the way it makes me feel. And I didn't really like the technical side of things. Right. And so I struggled with that. I was like looking up presets from other photographers oh trying to God. twist yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I was following a lot of photographers and trying to make my edits look like something. And it was just, it was hard for me. Like my, um, it would also fluctuate so much. Like, an edit from one photo would be so different because I'm just like, I don't have that, you know, that guide. I just kind of like, oh, let me mess around with the contrast. This looks nice. This doesn't. Right. (laughs) And so uh, I started off on digital for about a year. And then 
photographers like Linus came along and I was like, wow, people are shooting film again? What's film? <laughs> and so, I was so nice. interested. And then uh, right off the bat, I learned how to develop and I love and appreciated the tangibility of film. Like, Dude, just being yes. able to have like a, a binder with all my negatives in there. Like one of my favorite photos is just a tiny little six by seven film negative in my room. And that's just like, it's like a card, like a Pokemon card or something. And yeah. I, I, I find that kind of cool. And like, yeah, so I, um, I switched to film because of that. And, you know, I still edit film, but you just, you know, you kind of start off with something. So I don't right. feel yeah. as pressured and most of my photos go down the same route of editing. And so, yeah. Man, you nailed it with that whole digital editing thing mm. because I... I think that's why I, I think I talk about this in every episode. I'm sorry, guys, but like my digital photography skills are so poor because of I just I, I over edit. I make things ugly and nasty with it and stuff. And film just gives you such a great baseline yeah. of, mm-hmm. of, of, of a starting point. You know what I mean? Yeah, we touch up our photos and yeah, we add a little contrast. We darken this. We put mm-hmm. a vignette sometimes if we have yep. to, you know, it's you still put some, uh, you know, artistic touches to things but man i you just made it made so much sense. what i've been trying to say for like five years on this show about digital <laughs> photography for me you nailed it in that like second right there Thank plus you. i think you could spend like hours on a digital file and then like yeah, walk oh. you know i got it how i want it. i walk away and come back and be like no i still hate that it still isn't yeah. right you know i don't still don't know what, what i'm missing you know but with film it's like depending on what you you've what stock or whatever, whatever you, you, it's all sort of in the same like ballpark of tones mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so it's just much easier to nail, so nail your like stylistic choice, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. How did you, co- now you, I, on your website, it says I'm a medium format photographer. How did you come to, to start? Did you start right, right with 120 or were you dabble into 35 or? I, uh, I, I started with 35 and I loved it. I guess I just, I'm always, not trying to rush things, but I'm always trying to like, okay, what's next? And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I really love 35. But then it was like, since film was my main thing, I was like, this quality is great, but it's not something sharp or like, it's not as, as crazy as medium format. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. think I could do client work on this. You know, people do it. But yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? I need something bigger. And then, you know, I saw a lot of photographers shooting medium format and I was like, this looks really cool. Like higher quality photos. Cause again, I'm not that technical. I don't, you know, I don't think in like megapixels or whatever. I just think, oh, that's yeah, higher quality. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, right. oh, higher quality. Okay, let me try this. <laughs> and so I went to medium format and I fell in love. So what was your what was your first medium format body? Pentax 67. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I fell in love Banger. with that camera. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also appreciated how it's like a big, it was like a big regular, it was like a, what's the word? Uh, it reminded me just the build of it, of a digital camera. It was like your traditional camera setup. Right. Because yeah. I know film has a lot of like funky, weird cameras that look different. And I appreciated how the Pentax was just like, you know, it was familiar. Yeah. And what I love about your work too is like, y- you can tell it's all medium format, obviously. But, Definitely. But, yeah. but, but like yeah. when you look at it, you're like, I can like walk into these photos and like hang out with these people because it's just <laughs> so much higher of a quality. It's like when you see it all together like that, well, not not like, you know, mine's mixed with medium format and 35. So it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of has that vibe. But when it's all like big, you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I love yeah. that. It just bums me out because I, I, 
always shoot 35 because it's so convenient you know what i mean to have your little your side your side gun with you all the time Mm -hmm. and when i see photo projects i've done with medium format i'm like why is this not with me all the time like come on um do you think you'll ever go larger i was actually looking into large format my friend actually develops a four by five and that kind of pushed me to start thinking about switching to it it's just like i don't know it's back Do then it. yeah <laughs> yeah right literally i just like i don't know it looks like i don't know how portable the i know there's this photographer that actually hikes with large format and he takes these mountain photos on large format mm. and yeah i kind of like that if it's something portable that i can you know i don't think i'm more of like a stay in the studio set it up one shot i like to like be on the move with it and i don't mind carrying yeah. it if it's a lot so I'm looking into that, honestly. That would be really dope. Yeah, large format, it's like its own separate thing. Oh, you have to, I feel like you have to have a little bit more patience, you know? Yeah. Especially I'm used to shooting on the fly. So it's like you really got to slow down and be like intentional, mm-hmm. which I'm, I want to get back to. But because mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've dabbled a little bit in large format, but I haven't really, really sunk my teeth in yet. Yeah. But I would just love to see your portraiture work with that because it's it's tough. Like large format, like for landscapes and stuff, large format is great. There's not much, you know, quickness to it. You're you're more so like embracing the moment and waiting for the light to hit right. Right. With a portrait, you're working with somebody, you know what I mean? And yeah. they have to stay still. Yeah. <laughs> or you have to completely refocus, reframe, yeah. mm-hmm. do all that stuff. So like I would I, I've only ever shot two people with my large format camera. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I've had it for years and I've Whoa. only made two portraits with it. And just for that fact, because it's I'm not a portrait photographer like that stuff any portraits i've taken just have been chance you know what i mean or not chance but hey let me take your picture someday it wasn't mm-hmm. like hey we're hiring you to do this so bring your camera type thing mm-hmm. and it's really hard to explain to somebody okay so i'm gonna spend 20 minutes setting up this shot and then i'm gonna have to spend <laughs> another 10 minutes putting the film in it and getting it the shutter cocked and and you can't. Nope. Oh, you moved. Okay, we got to reset. Star Sorry, I'm, so I'm like you know, sweating yeah. already. Yeah. Just like, ah. I mean, not that it's that tough. You know, no. there's 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 obviously like speed graphics and stuff like that yeah. that have a rangefinder system that are a lot quicker. But if you're doing like a field camera, it's it's. And I'm probably making it seem way more dramatic than it really is. But. <laughs> I know everybody who shoots large format portraits yeah. is like Timothy. Yeah, they're not like, that shut bad. Up. It's not that bad. <laughs> So you're from Connecticut as well. So am I. Yeah, really. And I think, yeah. So I, I was just, I don't know if this is the same time. Um, I was just at Emily Swift studio uh-huh. back in October and she gave, and I think you were there right after me. Really? Did you, you, cause you did those gorgeous portraits of her. Was that around the same time? I think time flies. It does. Well, it, I, it was uh, uh, it was like the end of October. I swear, I like once things happen, they're just I like know. they're they're it's gone. Crazy. Like I can't tell if it was this year, or last year. <laughs> so, so you say you're based in New York and Connecticut. Where where do you do most of your work? Oh, uh, New, New York? York for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah. I, I back when I started photography, I would say I was based out of both, but I felt like mm-hmm. I was spreading myself not too thin, but. Just there's not much business, I guess, in mm-hmm. Connecticut. So Unless, you know. yeah, you can do weddings. Yeah, <laughs> and there honestly, there probably is business out here. I just I don't know. I'm just so used to New York, and like I guess like I don't know. It, it, 
even though I grew up there, it's still so much that I haven't seen out there yet. And it just feels yeah. more, it inspires me more for sure. I'm so jealous of anybody that's in New York. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm like a diehard Casey Neistat fan. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> recently I've just been rewatching his old vlogs, like going from one all the way down to whatever video. I think mm-hmm. he did like 800 videos or something crazy. And just seeing the love and passion he has for that city. You said you're in Brooklyn. Is that where you're at? Um, So mostly since I live in Connecticut, I'm just, I'm from Brooklyn, but uh, I mostly, yeah, 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 yeah. So I shoot in either or. I mostly shoot in Brooklyn though. So what, what do you do? What do you do down there? Like what's your, what's your gig when you're doing just like portrait stuff? Are you, yeah. 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 I try to sometimes expand, but there's just certain things with photography that I just don't feel yet at least like, Mm. you know, um, it's weird. Like, cause I know other photographers do other things outside of portraiture so beautifully, like taking your camera with you for regular stuff and shooting your friends yeah. and they make it look so nice. And for me, on the other hand, I feel like I just enjoy post portraiture and just like meeting with someone, going somewhere, shooting them. And, you know, sometimes I dabble in landscapes or like candid stuff, but for the most part, it's just mostly post portraits, meet with someone, find a location, mm. etc. I would kill for that. The I dream. would kill for that. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talk about it all the time. I think I'm going to try to do that as like my, uh, what is it, the New Year's resolution. Not that those are even good or healthy to do, but I'm going to... Um, <laughs> try to make a point to shoot people again like I really really miss it and there's nothing like it you it's, know what I mean like working with somebody mm-hmm. and spending an afternoon with them yeah. and taking photos even if it's for nothing mm-hmm. I, di- I did want to applaud you on the lighting your usage of lighting in your photography is just brilliant thank you just you know style we always do our little homework before we hop on here and talk with you guys and I was looking at your Instagram again today and I was like man mm-hmm. ugh I just love it. I wanted to I wanted to <laughs> applaud you. you and I, I don't want to clap into the microphone <laughs> or I you. would right now. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it so much. Yeah, yeah. So were you you said you de- you develop all of your own work. Did anybody teach you to do that or were, were you like self-taught? Uh, I learned from Linus <laughs> from his YouTube Linus, video. Linus, yeah, shout out, yeah. friend of the show. <laughs> I followed uh, a lot of his videos, and yeah, I learned like how to develop slide film from him, uh, scan mm. film, uh, the regular color negative film. And, There's something yeah. about that though, like taking it from A to to Z with yeah. shooting it, developing it, and like you said too, I'm I'm more hyped on pressing the button. You know what I mean? Mm. Like getting the shot rather yeah. than even looking at the shot. <laughs> yeah. And and when you when you develop your own film too, there's just such this like I don't know. It's like you're running a marathon and you're crossing the finish line of like a triathlon or something where you're like like I did this. It's an accomplishment. Yeah. And, you know, snipping your negatives, spending the four hours scanning it in with you have a flatbed scanner and just yep. like the pride that comes with that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Man. I need yeah. to develop some film right now. It's so fun. <laughs> it, it's 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 crazy being able to like shoot a roll and then that day sometimes i'm just so impatient i am not yeah i am like not patient at all when it comes to film like i i don't i don't think i've had like roles like that i just haven't developed and forgot about like once i shoot it i want to see what's on there and so there's times where i would like shoot a roll around like 11 in the morning and then i would send them the photos by like seven and they're like wait what (laughs) don't you shoot they're like don't you shoot film like (laughs) like this digital photographer like took like months and like you just sent it back to me and you shoot film i'm like yeah it's just i don't know it's fun that's great i love that i love that yeah i'm kind of the same way except i i'll go to a lab like i'll i timothy will sit on a bunch of rolls which is fine and then and then you know do a whole batch at one time but like as soon as i'm done i'm like okay 
get in the car, <laughs> drive to my lab, like, mm-hmm. or send it off. You know, I, I'm kind of the same way. I just, uh, I never, you know, got gotten the develop my own stuff bug enough to where, yeah, yeah. like, but if I did, that would be like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it is kind of an acquired taste, though, like the developing process. Like, you can either love it or leave right. it kind of thing. Right. Like yeah, you, for sure. There, there's something for me, and I'm sure you get it, too, since you do it all the time. There's, like, a therapeutic portion of that, of, like, throwing on a podcast or watching a Linus YouTube video or yeah. something mm-hmm. while you're developing film and and just, like it's a groove it's it's a part of the dance you know yeah. and it's it's a it's a lot of fun to just and i was just like you up until about two or three years ago i would shoot develop boom bam boom boom scan done in a day mm-hmm. and then i started to kind of get a little more laxed on it i was like i wonder because you always hear people say like oh man i don't even remember what's on that role and i was like i don't know what that's like you know, <laughs> yeah. talk to people all the time of like yeah i took these photos back from so and so and i didn't even know and it was so great to see them it brought the mm-hmm. memory right back so i was like well i'm gonna start banking up i'll save like 10 or something roles and now that's how i do it unless there's something that like i know i need or right. it's like a photo for somebody that i've taken or something yeah but there you should do that every every like three rolls you should just throw one in a drawer <laughs> and then and then like develop it a couple months later because you'll be like oh damn i that remember is, that it's that is like, gonna be the hardest thing ever i should i know probably, i know i know i've always, I've always I know. loved the idea of that i've always loved like sitting on film and just like coming mm-hmm. back to it and then you know when I develop it normally, the emotions or whatever, or however I felt shooting it are still there, but it would be yeah, nice to like, yeah. you know, have that go away and then yeah. have it come back. I guess the only thing that's kind of stopped me from doing it is like, uh, I don't know, like, I feel like I, since it's portraits and I'm always learning, like I spend most of my time, a lot of my time watching YouTube videos. Oh, like how to take better portraits, how to do yep. this. I feel like looking back at my old work, I haven't gotten to a point where I'm still okay with my old work. Like, I don't know, like, mm. I'll shoot something and then, like, a month later, I'm like, dang, I've changed so much because I'm always, like, right. trying to take better portraits and then I don't even like those anymore. And I'm like, yeah. dang, wow. like, if I'm not, not that sharing on social media is the end of your art, but, like, I'm like, well, what am I going to do with this now that I'm, like, so much better at portrait wow. photography? <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I definitely do want to have roles where I just, just kind of, like, let them sit. I think you'll get there. You'll get there in a couple in a couple years. You keep doing this. You'll get to that point where you're just like, oh, I got to develop these roles, man. Oh, God, okay. All right. <laughs> not if he has cl- not for clients. You know, clients well, want. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Do not... like, I just wanted to sit on your roles. Yeah, so sorry. I, I yeah. needed to sit on sorry. this so I could feel, like, you know, all the magic. They'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Remember this from See, 2019? Like, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's one thing that I just forgot. You are doing client work. I'm I'm doing, like, hanging out walking around town work Mm -hmm. so it's a little easier for me to kind of just relax on that but I think this is good I think this is good to have you on this episode because it's it's like you have that that two years in hunger and drive mm-hmm. and yeah. excitement for this. And I feel like, cause I'm going down memory lane, just listen to you talk. Cause like we're, our stories are so similar from like the beginning of shooting film. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh my God, I remember that. I remember like 
people being like, you took these three hours ago. Like, how are you? I thought it was film. And I'm just like, dude, I'm just so excited. Like, I can't. Sometimes I'm literally, sometimes I'm like, Eli, the BTS is still on your story. It hasn't been 20. Like, the iPhone photos you took during the shoot are still on your story and you're posting the photos. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I mean, that's good worth ethic at least. At least, you know. Every, all your sure. clients are super happy. Yeah. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> um, how do you – so how do you um, get your clients? Is that – do you have like a network in New York that you can draw from or is uh, it word of mouth? I would say um, a lot of my clients come from like th- things where I don't really expect them to come from like TikTok. I don't really upload on TikTok mm. and oh, I'll upload maybe like one one video a month or something. Like, you know, I try to keep up with every social media or like as much as I can and I would actually get a few from there. Mostly it's friends of friends. Uh, when I shoot models and they post it, then um, they would, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, friend, the friends of the models would contact me and book a shoot. So even though I'm shooting for free in the moment, it's kind of nice because sometimes I get clients from it. That's, I mean, I think that's like a everybody has to do type thing, you know? I mean, I remember shooting all kinds of stuff for free, but there is nothing better than that because then you get to use that and you get to be kind of crazy with it too. You can kind of experiment and do things that you, I, again, another topic that I talk about a million times, like when paid work is involved, there is Mm -hmm. this like stress and anxiety of like having to nail it. Yeah. Even though you know you're going to kill it. Like that's just what, what we do as photographers we know what we're doing we just kind of go yeah it's so weird how like i'm like it's weird because like i'm confident and like i mean i guess i am but like no matter how confident i am like or like normally or whatever a client model i'm always so nervous for every shoot i'm like it's like i forget that i took great photos before but Uh (laughs) yeah because you guess you also don't know how people are going to react one of the things about having a client when you're shooting digital is you can get that in the moment feedback, mm-hmm. especially when I was like shooting bands and stuff or even like engagement photo, whatever it is, I could be like, how are you feeling? And then they'll, you know, always look at the back of the camera and be like, oh, this looks great. This is oh, we're pumped. And it's like, now I, I know they're yeah. happy. Then I can relax and like do whatever, you know, maybe mm-hmm. think outside of the box. But when it's film, you, you, you just have to, you know, they have to trust you and you have to trust yeah. them. And, you know, it's like a whole different, whole different thing. Yeah. But that, you know, when you shoot stuff for free, it's like you're building your body of work and people will hire you because they want that specific specific style. Yeah. That's like the most important thing about, you know, if you're a film photographer, people know what they're getting when they're hiring you because they, they look at your work and they can see it. So usually they want that. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, you know, you, the confidence thing is like once you nail your style and they're coming to you for that it's like you you can't be nervous about that part of it you know yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah definitely yeah that's i'm oh, always yeah. i'm always excited when i get a booking and it's like they they you know i mean i don't have a problem with when they uh they want me to uh or when they have their own ideas right but i kind of love when they're just like do what you do yeah i love what you yeah. do i love yeah. those clients so much yeah yeah man so what happens in an environment like that when you go to a shoot this is just my curiosity right here. <laughs> when you go to a shoot and they they have the whole thing planned out, what what happens in that in uh-huh. that time? Do you well, no, I mean, do you get to still put your swing on it, or how does that work? Uh, for the most part, I always try to like add a little bit touch of like what I do or what I love yeah. about portrait photography. Like, but I mean, 
it takes a lot of stress off when they do at the same time when they have their ideas or whatever. Yeah, but, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most of the time, so far at least, uh, it's aligned in some ways with what I like to do. Like it's not completely yeah. far off from what I like to do. So it hasn't been too bad, but I don't know. For, for me, it, it's, it, you know, get what they want first and make sure they're stoked on that. And then like, oh, do you mind if we try like something else you know if there's time (laughs) and you get to you just nailed it like i i didn't even think of that too because it does take the stress off i just assisting i've assisted on shoots i've never like had like a formal Mm -hmm. like shoot shoot but i've assisted on some stuff where it was like they've had an like a a printed i uh, what do they call it like an itinerary itinerary or yeah, something. yeah 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 I yeah and uh, word so much yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> terrible word like, yeah yes. agreed but uh <laughs> where they're just like checking boxes and it's just like i could totally see the stress being relieved but at the end of the day i feel like i would be i would be so bummed that i didn't pull someone aside and just be like okay let's do three of these for for that now that it just popped into my head i did these photos this this woman she had uh throat cancer and I did these photos she was writing a book Mm. and she wanted me to take the cover picture of her book she was like I love your work you're and she drug me around town and made me take shots that she wanted and the craziest thing at the end of the day I was so bummed out by it I was just like man I thought she wanted what I do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I was like hey just let me take I have three shots left on my RB67 let me take these three shots guess what photos we ended up taking like the three I did with my RB she was in tears with the photo like she's like you captured everything that I wanted to capture and (laughs) that just popped back into my mind I forgot all about that that's a that's a tricky thing too it's like you when when people don't trust you you know, mm. Mm. and and then they, it's like okay, but like let me do my let me do my thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's definitely been a lot of that where it's like yeah, we're kind of like we're not like being aggressive with it, but we're like passively trying to say like let me do this, and they're like wait no 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 no, but I I, I want to do this, and I'm just like oh yeah. okay, but then at that point I'm just like okay. <laughs> and I can understand I can understand that from like a, like a port like people are you know weirded out about themselves and like what they're gonna look like so they want to kind of be in control. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. And I I was on the shoot for um for MTV News, and I only had I remember this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean I don't want to talk bad, but there was people who were trying to tell me how to do my job who who aren't photographers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, the light's not good there, and I was like, but the light is perfect here. Like, yeah, and I was yeah. just like. I was like, okay, it's like I, I'm like I, I got, I got it, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and we, you know, it was, so it's, it's like being confident in a situation like that where you can, and I don't know, that probably wouldn't have happened ten years ago. Maybe I'd probably been like, okay, I'll, I'll go where he wants to go, even though he's yeah. not even related to it at all. But I was proud of myself in that moment to be like, nope, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually know that's good light. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, but that just goes back to like you know practicing and learning and like getting getting your bearings about what you do and and being able to be confident in what in what you do period yeah but i think it's funny that because i i just had a wedding and engagement photos and all that stuff so we we hired people to do that and i i was just like do whatever you want i trust you (laughs) i was like people yeah you know people were assuming i was going to be controlling and i was like nope (laughs) i I do enough of that telling other people what to do tell me what to do I, I trust you I'm hiring you for a reason like not even worried about it I bet your your husband was like man she's gonna be telling this girl what to do the yeah. whole time. <laughs> nope <laughs> 
Nope. Ask Ask uh, Krista and Raphael. They shot my wedding. I was like, whatever you want. I trust you guys. Oh, <laughs> hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> so where where do you see your work going? Like, what's 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 yes, next year's yes, goal? Yes, yes. What's your what are your goals for next year? Uh, I recently I'm trying to for the, all right. So for the longest, I feel like starting out, I'm in that phase where I, my art is front and center, and I'm not. So I'm mm. kind of hiding behind mm-hmm. my photos, and I'm oh. not really I'm not like talking on my Instagram stories or anything, and so. I uh, recently I'm trying to get into YouTube and yeah I watched yeah, the, yeah. I watched the video and I noticed that that you you weren't saying anything I, I was yeah, full out expecting like, you to be like hey guys welcome <laughs> uh-huh. to today's video. I literally I was like I was like you know what I don't want to wait until I'm comfortable doing that how about I do something get a few subscribers or like kind of get a vibe of editing and posting and then next video I'll maybe do a voiceover and be mm-hmm. in as well and so yeah I'm I'm definitely trying to like put more of myself into my uh, process and everything so probably definitely youtube and traveling more because traveling is like my favorite part of like taking portraits or whatever dude yes where, yes yeah, yes yes to all of it mm-hmm. where's uh where's the furthest you've been to to do a, a portrait california <laughs> i yeah. actually just went for the first time i got on my first plane this year and first i Yay. went to wyoming uh uh yeah i took portraits in wyoming and in a few months like a month or two later i went to california and it was just amazing. Like, uh, it was. It yeah, was the light I, out here is very different. <laughs> that, that California sunset, man. Yeah, every sunset, every sunrise was just so beautiful. I recently, you know, when we went to the Padilla and stuff, that was my first like solo flight anywhere. And mm-hmm. there's nothing like that. Like packing your camera gear up, getting on a plane, <laughs> doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Landing. For like, sure. Oh, man. I wish. Oh, man. Why? Why we have to grow up? I wish I could just like <laughs> be young and do whatever the hell I want forever. Like yeah. it's there's just nothing like that though. Like going and doing stuff like that. Like, yeah, oh. for sure. You could still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully there'll be a Padilla like next year or something. Have is there any word on that yet? Have we heard anything yet? No, COVID still. Oh, unfortunately. I'm so sick of it. Go away. <laughs> like yeah. be done. Right. My goodness. <laughs> What about what about like photography specific? Is there any like goals specific to photography that you that you have um, besides like traveling and and doing the YouTube? Like, where do you see your work going? Honestly, I haven't thought of that. I, I guess I'm still in the stage of like I don't know if I'll ever get out of it for a while, but like even uh, I'm still in the stage of like just trying to take better photos and like feel like I, like I haven't gotten in, gotten to a point where like I'm thinking okay I'm good at photography now what's next? I'm kind of just like okay, let's watch some videos, like how to take better portraits, how to do this. Like, you know, sometimes things that I already know, like I'll learn like, what does aperture really mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I just, I, I spend my time doing that and like, so I can like get better, I guess. And I'm still in that phase. So I'm kind of like, let's just keep focusing on taking better portraits and going from there. Yeah, that's smart. Cause once, once you get, it's like riding a bike, you know what I mean? Like once you learn how to hold your balance and you learn how to, you know, handle going up and down things on your bicycle, like you don't even think about that stuff anymore. It's just kind of second nature. And I think when you do have that aha moment, it's going to be a very memorable experience for you because I'm sure, Chris, you remember when you hit your moment of like this all makes sense type thing and and then comes your style and, yeah. you know, it, it's just I mean, not that you don't already have a style. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I look at your photos and I'm like, yeah, that's a, you know, that's an Eli photo. Yeah. Sure. That's a, that's a good plan for the future. 
Do you do you um, prefer on location over studio? I would say when I was shooting digital, I preferred studio. But uh, mm. now that I'm into film, I prefer on location. But I recently picked up an RZ67. And so I just love the way that is in the studio. And I kind of want to get into it more. I don't know if I'll get into like the strobes and flashes and everything. At least maybe. But yeah. just studio, if I, I love natural light. So if I'm going right. to do studio, I would still prefer to use natural light, like window light and stuff. Right. Mm. You, it's, it's funny because I always have been like, six, seven's not my format. It's, all the cameras are too big or too mm. heavy. Da, da, da. But when I look at your work, I'm like, man, he's making me want a six, seven now. <laughs> I just got my Hasselblad. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> want like an R, RZ or an RB or a Pentax. I can't. <laughs> They're massive. <laughs> yeah. But they you, are. that's your that's that's like your format, right? That's your mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely I love square format. And uh, when I went to Emily's studio, I would always like mess around with her Hasselblad. And yeah. I fell in love with it. Like I love square format, but I don't. know. I guess it's like it's not even that I have a preference for six by seven. It's kind of just what I happen to shoot and can afford. But for the time being, I guess like I really love six by seven. It, it's really nice. Yeah, I think it also lends itself really well to your work. Yeah, portraits. Yeah. Perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and like I said, seeing it all together like that, like seeing all like big negatives all together with like this, like, you know, amazing work. It's like, great. Now, <laughs> now I need a six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> you could always get them a Mia seven. Oh yeah. For what? Eight. How much are they? A lot. Probably, That's probably like three or four thousand. That's like, well, yeah, I definitely really. I, I, on Twitter, I see a lot of photographers posting with the Mamiya 7, and I'm like, I fell in love. The quality is just insane. Yeah. Yeah, definitely need to get one eventually. I, I would. Oh, yeah, they're they're amazing. I think the only thing with them, though, is the uh, they're a rangefinder, aren't they? Yeah. So the close yeah. focusing distance, I think you, for portraits, I don't think they're the absolute greatest. I'm sure I'll get slandered in the comments <laughs> for saying that, but I think they're they're good, like, carry landscaping, yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. you totally. know. Yeah, I didn't mm. think about that, honestly, because I used a Mamiya 6, and I'm just not a fan of rangefinders. I cannot focus on those. Like, I can. It would just take a long time. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It takes practice. I think if it's, you know, you add it into, like, a heavy rotation or make it your purpose to learn a rangefinder, like, you'll get it, and then you'll realize, like, how quick it is in the long run. Yeah. Like, now... I feel that way when I pick up like an SLR, I'm looking through it and I'm just like, is it in focus? Where's my little square patch that I see <laughs> all with, you know? Like, yeah. it, it's so funny. I've just been shooting rangefinders for so long now. Yeah, yeah sure. rangefinders, like for for portraits, it can, it can slow you down for sure though. Unless yeah. you're like zone focus. I mean, it's I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, I don't know if this is yeah. in focus because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But with, you know, an SLR, especially if it's like a, I don't know, like a canon elon that i have it's like there's like Mm -hmm. you know that confirmation that it's in focus yeah Yeah. so i just looked i wanted to look quick while we were talking the mamiya sevens they're going for around four thousand yeah maybe Uh, i don't want one after all yeah (laughs) yeah not a big deal (laughs) no big deal man the prices of cameras just continue to go up and up and up and up and up i know eli you got in on the wrong time yeah luckily (laughs) i am very much a minimalistic is that the word a minimalist Ah. when it comes to like anything like just life in general like i love studying minimalism i do when i i recently got the rz but before that i've only used Pentax. I didn't have a 35. I don't have a 35. That one 105 2.4 lens. Yeah. That's it. Wow. And if you come into my room, that's the only thing I have photography related, aside from a few reflectors. So I go out with that. I have like no other gear or anything. 
and it's nice. Uh, I actually traded it for the RZ, and you know I didn't want to oh, spend no money way. on the camera. Yeah, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a Pentax again one day. It's so iconic. I love it. Let yeah. me just. I don't want to spend money on a new film camera, and I'm fine with one camera. And I had used an RZ before, like once, and I was like, you know what? I need to use this. And the waist level viewfinder and double exposures, it just changes my work completely. I haven't yeah. posted that much work on it. I'm actually did a studio shoot today with it, and just I think about things so differently. And I'm excited to see if that's going to make my work like go up. Wow, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I love I'm, that. Y- yeah, you're talking to two camera files over here. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like my, <laughs> my my mindset is like, well, I'll just save up and get the other because I, I don't want to sell this. I'm not yeah. going to sell this. You know? like, I'll just sell something else that I don't need versus like Anything the camera. Else. But yeah, I was like, what else can I what else can I get rid of? But but I, I like when we talk about this all the time too, like the, the burden of, of that versus like being mm-hmm. like, this is my camera, this is my lens, yep. this is my film, this is what you're going to get. There's no confusing. There's no, there's no, nothing is clouding your creativity or getting in the way. Yeah. You know, I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that's why like your work is so oh, for strong sure. with yep. being so, you know, young, I'd say, into being a photographer like this, you know, because I, I tried to, preach this in a lot of our episodes that you know stick with one camera one film stock one this for at least a year you know what i mean like really really evolve around those things because it it'll do wonders for your photography you know when you have 72 cameras and eight fridges full of film you're just there's so (laughs) many options you're just like i need this i need that i need and that's that makes, again, so much sense, yeah. like, why you are where you are right now, because you're just, like... And the fact that you, like, let your baby go to get another one, just yeah. to, like, see how it affects your... I mean, dude, awesome. Props, yeah. Uh, yeah. Luckily, the guy I gave it to, he's, like, a good friend of mine on Twitter, so I'm, like, I know, I know you'll take great photos. I know you'll yeah. take great yeah, yeah. text. <laughs> That's one of the great things about the film community is, you, is most likely you're going to find somebody you know is going to be, like... Mm-hmm take care of my baby for me you know yeah they were in the same place they were like it's so hard for me to let go of this rz but i just want to try something new yeah and i was like hey (laughs) hey (laughs) i always like to if you're like an avid getting rid of your gear for other gear person my my only little tag to to add at the bottom of that is always at the end of the trade or while the trade is happening be like hey if you ever want to get rid of it Mm. let me know first yeah 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 (laughs) i want first dibs it's nice because uh that pentax actually had a spacing issue and so i only got nine and a half frames the last frame like when i'm out shooting i would be like all right this last frame never comes out let me just use it on something sometimes i would scan it still just to get something but now yeah. I have like the full 10 frames and it's only one extra frame, but it feels like I have so many more frames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you only got 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Man, that's a great system though. The, R- the RZ, the RB, they're like, that's my baby. Mm-hmm. I- <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. I love, uh, also I've seen photographers do this. So I tried it when they put the RZ or RB above their head, like way up into the air uh-huh. and they look yep. into it. Yep. And that's just, mm-hmm. it's so many different cool things I could do, or I could just aim it straight down. And with the bellow system, I think being able to focus up close was something I really, really wanted. And yeah. I was going to get like an extension tube or something on the Pentax 105 lens, but 
then that was more of a reason why I was like, all right, I want the RZ because it's not about the lens. It's about the body. That Dude, has you can get it. so close with that. I system. was blown I mean, away. Like yeah. my shots yeah. and stuff like that. I just, I'm, yeah, I really want to shoot more up close. Man, I can't wait to see what you do with that. I know. I had a, the studio shoot I had today. I did a lot of close up portraits there and the lighting was so good. And of course, mm. I'm probably going to develop and scan them in like an hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, like, can we wrap this up? Yeah. I really got to get to this. <laughs> so do you have any, like, what are your your like top film stocks? Ooh. S- speaking of like style and, and like making choices. I would say Portrait 100 because of the versatility. Oh, and it's yeah. just, I love when I meet her perfectly, which is something I struggle with. It's just so good. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely make sure to all client shoots Portrait 800. I just feel better. Like, and if it's a client shoot, I could meet her at 400 and just make yep. sure that it's exposed perfectly. And, yeah. and then I would say Cinecell 800T. Like I've never had a shoot I wasn't proud of on 800T. It's just Ooh, so yeah. beautiful. I, I love it, especially for like my out of focus shots where the subject is out of focus and the background is in focus. It's just the colors. It just makes the red and the, the whatever is bokeh or is bokeh in the background. It's just like, or in the foreground, it just pops. I wanted to talk to you about that specifically. Thank you for bringing that up because it's such a like choice, obviously. And I I love the intentional tensionality, whatever, <laughs> of, of like putting your subject out of focus and like focusing on the dr- dramatic background, whatever it may be. Is that like a series that you're working on, or is that just something you do every once in a while? Or uh, I fell in love with doing that because again, like since portraiture is my thing, I, I, I'm not as attached to landscape. I take some sometimes and I'm like, oh, that's a cool photo. I took a photo of the street uh-huh. or like, you know, like a mountain or something. And I guess having subject be out of focus was like a nice balance between um, landscape and portraiture. And it allowed me to like not lean too far into the landscape world, but like, you know, there's a person there. They're just out of focus. Yeah. And then yeah. I can kind of mess around with them in like relation to the background and like smart yeah that's really cool that's a cool artistic take it's so cool because i've I've definitely like seen it around Mm -hmm. and then so when i was like looking at your site i was like oh Mm -hmm. i've seen this like this is so cool and it's, it's like one of those those things like you know as a series it's like you know if you put them all together it's like a really cool thing but I feel like if I had done that by mistake I'd be like I ruined it I ruined it (laughs) (laughs) you know but I, lo- I, li- I think it's so cool. I love it. Yeah, it's like second nature to me sometimes. Like if I'm uh, out in the, the few situations where I am not on a professional shoot and I just have my camera and I'm taking photos, yeah. sometimes I'll be like, say if I went to the Empire State Building, I'm like, this is a nice view. Like, hey, yo, go stand in front of it and let me get you out of focus. I just, yeah. <laughs> it just adds to the photo in a way that I love. I, another reason I got into that was because uh, I, I know you can sell prints. Uh, I mean, portraits as prints. But I figured no one wants to buy a specific person's face as a print, right, you know, maybe right. depending on the person. But it allowed me to sell prints because it's like a portrait. I, I'm doing what I love, mm. but I'm selling this print because you don't see the person. And so it's yep. like a landscape shot. And now it's print worthy, at least in my eyes. So totally. I kind of loved selling photos in that way. Smart. Very smart. And you're somebody that's in like with Emily and, and um, the... So NFT. I, thank you. NFT. I, I always mess it up. I always say NTF. I don't NTF. know why. <laughs> um, is that something you just got into or can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, a few months ago I got into it. It was like going crazy on Twitter and I was like, okay, like... It's, every, it's going crazy on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, sometimes a little too much. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes <laughs> I want to join a space or like and talk about just photography and it'll go there. But I, I got to say, I'm not as like into it. Like I'm, I'm definitely in it. I, I release yeah. collections I've sold on there, but I don't think I could see myself like having that, 
you know, I would say I'm a photographer that sells NFTs. I'm not an NFT yeah. artist mm-hmm. at all. I feel like that's the best way to explain it. Like, you know, I throw yeah. some up there. I, 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 I'll collect people's work if I could, but I definitely, I don't know. I, I don't, it's not anywhere on the top list of things that I like, you know, like care about most when it comes to art or photography. So what, what is the pro like, what are the, pro- I mean, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. like, what is the profits of something like that? Cause I know Chris, you're kind of like totally not in your sights with this stuff. No, with I, the I, NFT I, stuff. I would like, I've been, like- I'm very <laughs> interested in it. And I think it's like, it, it's so cool. I was just talking about this with my stepdad today where I was like with the podcast, like we should do a 60 second clip of the Jeff Bridges episode and mint it as an nft and you know collectors of jeff bridges or fans of our podcast could buy that because i know nfts like if somebody buys your nft and then they sell it you still get a kickback of like there's there's just some really cool like longevity things and you can implement real art like prints and stuff with it like what i mean is it has it been a profitable thing for you or is it just kind of like you know you're just kind of dipping your toes in it to see what happens type of thing or i I actually thought that i wouldn't succeed in there because i didn't it's not that i don't care like obviously i'm so like i love like talking about it i love like you know like being involved in the community but there's so Mm -hmm. much that i don't know and i would say that like i'm not gonna lie i kind of just list something like i have a photo i'll put it up there i'll whatever the photo makes me feel i'll put it out onto the words or whatever yeah it's been profitable i would say like i've sold two collections on there which is insane because i'm actually you know i guess in a way it i I would want to be like inspiration for someone who doesn't know a lot about it because there are you know there's always people who are saying you can't do this because you don't know this about that and like there's a lot i don't know about photography like a lot like like i said i really do search up sometimes like what does aperture really mean (laughs) and like just with the nft thing for example uh yeah, I don't know a lot. So it's nice to like be able to sell. And you know, I'm obviously learning. I don't want to be like, I'm just here for the money. Like I love learning new things, but I kind of like to just throw myself out there with it and then learn as I go. So I've been doing that and it's been going pretty well. Like it's just really about like, I guess how passionate you are about it and how that like carries through to other people if they can see how passionate you are and you're not just like, oh, throwing this up here and then, Yeah. yeah. Now, do you do any like... Is it all digital for you or do you do like a real print with your NFT type thing? Is there any sort of tangible to it or is it all just online? Recently, I started saying like if a piece is selling for a lot, like one ETH or 0.5 ETH, I would say like, hey, collector gets access to my photo books when I make them. They get a metal print, like 11 by 14 maybe. And, you know, I try to include more benefits, I guess, to it because that's something I learned that like a lot of the NFTs that people buy or collect... They want benefits from them and they are collecting yeah. from the artists, but they want to have like, you know, they want it to last long. So I, I try, mm-hmm. at, le- at least recently, I've been trying to like have some sort of like long, longativity in like their collection for me. And so, yeah, like a metal print, uh, access to a photo book or, you know, uh, anything. I'm still making it up as I go, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's so much. There's just so much to to learn on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so much. It's it's overwhelming at times. I it's like, you know, I, I am learning, but I'm also like like I said, I just I, I'm I'm trying to focus more on like the actual photography and stuff like that. And then you know, the NFTs mm-hmm. NFTs are a background thing. Like I'm a photographer and then, you know, I sell NFTs and if someone collects, yeah. great. But if not, that's okay. How, how's uh, print sales for you? Do you sell a lot, of, a lot of prints? Yeah, I started selling more after I uh, moved from Darkroom because a lot of people were saying, like, uh, complaining about the profits or whatever. So I moved to a drop shipping method, 
where um, they would buy the print and then I would use a third party service to ship it to them. And yeah, um, I would say I started photography full time like seven months ago. And that's wow, congrats, been, congrats. Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah. it's, it's weird because like looking back at it, I don't know how I survived this long, yeah. but I just, I get it done. <laughs> so yeah, print sales have been great uh, when I needed them to. When rent is due, I happen to make a few. <laughs> so, yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, I, I sell a few when it's needed. Man, I, I love prints, books all that stuff. It's just such a, I don't know. I just pride my collection of other artists stuff. Yeah. Like there's, there's something that it's like, I, I don't like put gloves on to flip through books or anything like that, but there's just something. So oh, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but there's just something about, you know, holding somebody else's work that they put so much time and effort into, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just being so proud. Yeah. I'm, I'm like really excited for my photo book. Uh, I, I I'm still figuring out how I'm going to make it, but I'm currently just in the creating it stage. So I'm not worrying about yeah, like the manufacturer yeah. and yeah, I'm planning on having like a few concepts that are like exclusive to the book and then some that people already seen. But Ooh, yeah, I, cool. I, I can't wait to get more tangible art out. I would say definitely that's, that's a, that, that's another goal for next year for me too, is I used to do like a, like a art crawl kind of first Friday thing. And there was nothing better than like framing and, and doing all mm-hmm. that pre-stuffed and then hanging it and then people coming in and talking to you about it. There's just, it's not about selling it or anything like that. You know, it's yeah. just about showing and being proud, being a proud dad of all your little baby photos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this, is this going to be your first book, first printed? Have you done any zines? Uh, I haven't done anything at all. Wow. So I'm cool. excited for this one. Yeah. I'm like really, really excited on it. I yeah. guess my, like I said, like, Going back to like digital, I'm not that great at like technical or editing. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a process. So I'm trying to like take my time on it. You totally. know, I don't want to be too hard on myself. So like I wouldn't be surprised if it came <laughs> out looking like not basic. That's not the word. But like, you know, it's just my photos. Some like maybe some written parts of it. But I'm not going to go like too crazy on like the design and everything because i do want to like i want to put it out but i don't want to be too much of a perfectionist with it yeah that's hard that's the hard <laughs> that's part the killer <laughs> yep yep yeah we have to definitely keep this posted yeah, on i was that. gonna we, say yeah please yeah. <laughs> can't wait definitely and you need to make a youtube video about it too you need to get yes. the behind the scenes of that we'd love to watch that i can't wait to get better at like filming the right things like it's just it's so it's so much like video honestly when i was little i would like open up two tabs on my computer one both youtube and I would play a song and then a movie trailer on the other. And I would mute the original trailer and then put another song over it. And I would go into my mom's room and be like, Ma, look what I made. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like, it's like, or a video game. It's like, it's like a Call of Duty trailer but with another song over it. And I just love like video editing and all that yeah. stuff. But now I'm getting into actually recording video and like yeah. getting the right footage and like having a checklist. So I definitely want to like do more of that i gotta get better at that man you'll you'll get it all figured out yeah. i mean it'll come the only thing that my my only advice to you on video wise is like keep your camera right in front of you mm-hmm. just keep it there record stuff that you probably will never use yeah. you know because in like two years from now you'll be like man i thought i had a clip of me doing this and then you can go back and it's in your archives like record everything yeah and then once you start getting a grasp on it you'll know when to pull your camera out you know what i mean you'll be like oh man i should be recording this hold on one sec yeah you know, like grab your it'll it'll come to you yeah i use my phone to record and so i actually like that because it's Perfect. always on me yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as i switched to film i sold my digital and so i haven't had a digital camera in so long but i'm definitely next year early next year i'm gonna get into like a, i'm gonna probably get a sony or something yeah 
They're they're the best yeah. when it comes to you know popping out video. Yeah, yeah. And I mean your phone, they they you know the 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 never ending quote of you know the best camera <laughs> for the job is the one that you have on you. And I mean these smartphones are insane yeah. these days. I mean, yeah. You can shoot four K yeah, slow mo exactly. on your phone. Yeah. I mean come on. We'll be right back with listener question for Eli right after this message from our sponsor. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey guys, just wanted to hop in real quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. We've done a bunch already, we laugh, we develop some film, we have some fun, we talk shop. Just an all-around good time. If that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Patreon is the best way to support the show. Thanks, guys. Alright guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Isabel Tinsley. And they wanted to know, well they said, ask him about how we got to shoot Cinestill in a record store. And in parentheses it says, really cool owner, heart. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sounds that, like a good story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely, that was a fun night. Um, a lot of my shoots, honestly, I don't go in with a concept in mind. I'm kind of just like, hmm. let's take photos. I want to take photos of the way it makes me feel. And so we were just going to do a night shoot outside in uh, Manhattan. We were just going to go find neon signs and take photos. And then we found this record store and we were taking some outside and the owner came out and he was like, if you guys want to go in, like, go ahead. That's fine. Uh, and I had wow. Cinestill loaded and we went inside. It was like empty. We made like BTS videos for it. And it was just like, yeah, this is the concept now. It came to me. Like, that's honestly how a lot of my shoots are. The concept comes to me Mm. in the moment. And so, yeah, it was like, he was a very cool owner. And we like walked all around the store shooting photos and stuff. And it was awesome. And the fact that it was on Cinecell 800T was like perfect. That was the stuff. I was like built for that moment. That sounds like something you would be using Cinecell for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, great. I love that. I love that. And I'm, I'm like thinking back on like when I, did bands and stuff it was always I, I never had a concept either it was always like let's see what happens yeah and a lot of like the best work comes out of that sometimes but it, yeah. you, you know sometimes you're like all right let's go drive around you're like i don't see anything it's just like a boring field <laughs> yeah. i don't know but like when you when you hit, hit the jackpot like that it's like woo, <laughs> yeah. nothing better yeah that's definitely something i like struggled with because like a lot of my photos i can maybe come up with the meaning afterwards so yeah like, I, I i was like am I even a photographer? Because like all these photographers are like, this photo was just so deep to me. And like, you know, and then it's like, I just kind of take photos and they look nice and I love them. And I love the way they make me feel. And that's sometimes the end of it for that photo. Not all, but some. What you said there, the way they make me feel uh-huh. is the most important part. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter about aperture or the camera or the anything. Like it is 
all about the way it makes you feel. Yeah. Like that's literally, I mean, to me, I don't know yeah. about anyone else, but that's like, that's a gold medal right there. If it makes me feel good. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of love that you don't have like the, the concept in mind beforehand because you don't get in your head about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had situations where it's like the concept turned into something completely different once we were done. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely nice to kind of like wing it, I would say. And yeah. concepts like kind of sometimes make me more stressed out because I'm like, yeah, like what if I don't hit it like accurately? Yeah. And Or yeah. you see it in your head and you can't get it out the way you want and yeah. then that sucks. <laughs> That's a whole it, another it, thing. It's always hard because like sometimes when I collab with models, they would be like, so what's the concept? Give me a board. And I'm just like, oh, like... Uh, trust me, I trust you with an outfit more than I trust me, like, picking the outfit for the shoot. So, yeah. just, you know, like, maybe you can, I can pick from options, but yeah. a lot of my shoots, I just kind of, like, you know, like, let me just shoot you. And, you know, like, I don't really, you know, unless it's, like, a specific time period that I want to capture, then I'll be, like, just yeah. just wear whatever. Right. And then, yeah, definitely. I, I, I like that, too, because a lot of the times I'll think, well, if I don't have a concept, I can't waste somebody's time. Mm-hmm. But if you already, if you know, like, this is how I do it, let's just go take photos. And that's the fun part anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, you know, most of the time I would hope, I know it's not always, like, the case, but that they kind of just, like, want to make the connection. Yeah. Let's be friends or whatever. Uh, you know, most of the time it's not, but... I like that because yeah. then we kind of put that more of a priority rather than the photos. And then I'm just kind of like, let's just have fun. Nailed it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, you know, making the, the person, the subject comfortable, you know, w- when you're like, let's just go chill and like take photos. It's like, okay. Versus like, oh, we're going to be on set this time and then we're going to do this. And then yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like I, I know that's going to be coming eventually. I don't know if it's part of growth as a photographer, but like, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is like where I'm going to have these like yeah. staged setups. So I know I have to do that eventually, but I'm just like, yeah, for now, I definitely enjoy like enjoy winging it. Yeah. And I think when you get to that point of where it's like a conceptual shoot, you'll be at that point where it's going to make sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like where you're yeah. going to, and even if not, you have the tool of just winging it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Cause yeah. that's yeah. such a, that's an important tool to have too. Cause there, I'm sure there's people out there on the vert, on the, on the flip side of that, that are like, they need a, a parameter, like a box yeah. that they, they need to stay in or they can't accomplish what they're doing. Right. And you have the, you have that spirit of just going out and doing it, you know, which is, uh, I mean, to make something out of nothing, to make something out of, like a no idea is so special like i i feel like that's that's kind of again like how i roll with things i'm like let's meet at this house i i was there one time it's kind of cool like let's see if we can make something work and then magic happens yeah so it's it's a good it's a good uh it's not a trait it's like a tool or something yeah to have yeah yeah i will say eli you've inspired me to get out of my own Uh way because i've been in my own way about stuff you know i'm like i I have these like people that in my head that every day i'm like okay today's the day i'm gonna send them a message i'm gonna say let's go take photos and then i don't because i'm like well you know i'm gonna have to like figure out a location and figure out this and that and like oh i'm overwhelmed but i like you're really making me want to just like just do it and so thank you <laughs> just do it. it's fun yeah. sometimes i'm just like uh, i don't have a location in mind but like let's just meet here and like yeah. i stopped meeting at like big locations like central park or right sometimes maybe let's meet on the street and just walk around and talk and yeah, yeah it's it's been nice to do that because then i find like those like very few nice spots that you can only walk past it's not like at some like big location 
especially in a place like New York. I'm sure there's tons of nook, nooks and crannies that you can be like, yes. didn't know this was here. Yes. I would love especially that. Especially in Brooklyn. That's why I love Brooklyn so much. Uh, Manhattan, yeah. I, I shoot there like, you know, sometimes most clients prefer Manhattan for that New York look, but I definitely prefer Brooklyn. Amazing. Man, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went off on a little tangent there, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So we might actually know the answer to this question. Yeah. This is, <laughs> like uh, we, 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 it's a, it's a two part camera question. We ask every guest, uh, the first part of the camera question is the desert island camera. Is there one camera you cannot live without? What is it and why? Well, I know I'm saying this having just traded it, but <laughs> the ah. Pentax 67 for sure. Because <laughs> again, the RZ is just experimental, but the, R- the yep. Pentax yeah. is just so iconic. A lot of people are like, Eli, you did what? It, it was just so iconic to like my photos, the colors, the way it looked, everything, the process uh-huh. about it. And so yeah. that's definitely like, I, I still put that way over the RZ. And like in general, just just as not that it's like I'm comparing them, but like just definitely the Pentax would be like my number one. Dude, yeah, good answer though. <laughs> I, I I love that you're saying that, knowing that you don't have it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wooden handle and just I think yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a right hand grip for the RZ so I can feel more familiar. But the wooden there handle especially just and then the left hand grip that was a uh, 3D printed. It just it felt nice. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping when I do get one eventually, it has full 10 frames and. Maybe yes. it's like a newer model even. So that's yeah, kind of yeah, how yeah. I'm seeing it. Like I know I'll be reunited with a Pentax. So I'm kind of just messing around and experimenting. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then part two yeah. of, the, <laughs> of the camera question is the white whale. Is there anything that you've always wanted to try that you haven't had a chance to shoot? Like a camera that you're lusting after that you're just sitting there like biting all your nails off thinking about it. Like <laughs> I need it. I need it. Um. I think it would still have like like uh, it would still have to be the Mia Seven. I would say like, and I know I'm not a fan mm. of rangefinders, but the way I see people take landscapes on it has me interested in yes. shooting portraits on it. I don't see that many yeah. portraits on it, and so just that quality and like I don't know. I guess maybe it's more of a landscape camera because of the rangefinder part of it. But I just definitely would want to do portraits in my style on a camera like that. Yeah, would love to see that. Yeah, too. Totally. same, mm. same. Those are great answers. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Eli, this has been a fantastic conversation. Like I said, I feel like we could just keep going here. But <laughs> yep. where, where can everybody check out your work and you and all that? Instagram, website, what is it? Uh, most of my socials, Instagram, Twitter, it's all Eli Vix with an N at the end for my middle name because Eli Vix itself is taken oh. <laughs> by, an inac- by an inactive account. I like hate years. that. It's always an inactive. Why? Yeah. So I was like, let me just add my middle name and issue. <laughs> Definitely. Um, on YouTube, it's just Eli Vix. I'm able to get that at least. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's either Eli Vix or Eli Vix with an N at the end. <laughs> awesome. Timothy, where are you? Guys, you can head over to Instagram and Twitter. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also have some YouTube videos over there. Easiest way to find those is go to the search bar. Just type in Timothy Makeups. There's a bunch of stuff there. That's it for me. Chris, where are you? So I am Chris B. Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook page you can like and a group you can join and share photos and talk to each other and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eli, th- thank you again. This is, uh, hopefully we'll cross paths. Uh, yeah. You know, you're, next time I'm home, if you're around in Connecticut, we should link up, do, yeah, some, do some photos. That would be awesome. I, w- I would love that. Go visit, go bother Emily at her studio. Oh my God, I'm always so down <laughs> to visit the bother Emily. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. 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 All right, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Eli, thank you so much for joining us. Very inspirational, fun story. 
reminded me so much of when I first got into photography and it, it, just the, the passion and excitement and all that fun stuff. Good times, good times. Thanks for joining us. Chris and I greatly appreciate it. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. For only a buck, you can get the show two days early. That's on Mondays. We release on Wednesday. We also have our develop and hang nights. We're going to be doing a bunch of other stuff rolling out in the new year. Patreon is the best way to help support the show. For all the Patreons that support the show already, guys, we do not, we do not know what we would do without you. We appreciate each and every single one of you. That's going to be it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, we hope you have a great week. We hope you're out there shooting and having fun. And until next week, we'll see you soon, guys. Later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.